Well, hello, welcome to Escape from the Burnout Society. Uh, today I have a very special guest. She's a very experienced healer. And since her curriculum is really very big, I think I'm going to read it aloud. Otherwise, it's not going to go fine. Um, Grace, Grace Asagra, you are a healer, holistic healer, that blends traditional Filipino highlight healing practices and modern care. You are also a registered and certified holistic nurse with a master's in health advisory. And you are also a quantum reflex analysis practitioner. Author of the book, The Healing Dance, a fusion of massage and Asian healing arts. You have worked in public health nursing with clients diagnosed with dementia. And now you are the host of the podcast, Quantum Nurse, Out of the Rabbit Hole from Stress to Bliss. So that's uh, only a little bit of what, have you, what you have done, <laughs> but it's what to introduce you. Actually, I've seen that you have helped many people and it's really in all as aspects of the life. It's not only uh, nutrition, but it's also um, their lifestyle and even how mindful they are with their life. So Grace, I'm very happy to have you here and very happy you had some time for the interview. Thank you, Gabriela. I am also equally excited to be here. Okay, and you did a fine job with my introduction. Okay, good, good, good. I really had to read quite a lot about you. And, uh, but listen, Grace, I was, when I was reading about you, I realized we have some things in common. And, um, well, as I told you, I was born in Mexico, you come from the Philippines, and that means that we actually come from a former colony from, from, from Spain. And I also see every time when I see your, your videos and even your book, everything is very colorful. It's full with, with nature and very bright colors. And it really reminds me also that, that folklore and, and uh, Mexican culture that is really very nearby nature. So I was wondering first, can you speak a little bit of Spanish? That's oh, my first question. Un poco. Un poco? Oh, great. Yeah. Uh, buenas tardes. Buenos dias. Como se llama? So, un poco. Great. And uh, that, that's, that's very nice to know. Um, and my second question is actually, when I see all these, these nice designs you have around you, and I see the, the design of your logo, it's, it's so nice. I mean, I, I will put it on the end of the, you know, in the description of your, of your podcast, but uh, did you design it yourself? Are you a kind of artist or you ask somebody else to do your logo for your podcast? Sometimes, um, many times, I have an idea in my head and I may, I may draw it, but I wouldn't say that I'm an expert in drawing it, but I will explain it. But my whole family is artistic, especially my sister in the Philippines and all her five children can draw. I mean, freehand, they can draw. Uh, so I will explain to them. I said, you know, this is really my imagination. Could you help me put this together? And so I'll, I'll just kind of bring them to my passion. 
And then when I invite them to my passion, and I because we're very close, and I'm their favorite aunt, so then they 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 try their best. And then when I see it, then we see we go back and forth to 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 feel it. Then like so, I'll tell them what do you think of this. Then they'll say, oh, what do you? Think? And then they're back and forth. Um, however, now I know about. Uh, QRA or the quantum reflex analysis. And that's also a way of testing whether I, I like everything that I do to resonate to my energy field. Because now I believe that, and I have experienced that everything that looks good may be good for me. But I want that now to resonate to me. So what I attract is everything, including the people I attract like you and others like even courses or you know so when when i see when we put together that design i always tell them to let's make sure that i can test this and if it's strong for my energy field then it's a go then of course aesthetically it has to be nice so that's what i you know so that's that my my a good family connection is really good and to your to your to your sharing and seeing that we have something in common. And I guess that's why I attracted to reach out to you. Because even here in United States, my initial friends when I first came here were those who came from other countries. Then they, it's, good, it's easy to bond with someone like you or someone from another country because then we start talking what what brought you to america and what do you do and then before you know it we have so much similar things okay and in the global history really the in all that global expedition before they went to the philippines they stopped by first in South America and Central America and in Mexico. So from my understanding, there was a lot of people from Mexico who were brought in the galleon trade and then they went, they went to Asia and to my country, okay? So sometimes I meet some Mexicans who would say, no, we're cousins. We're all cousins because you just don't know. All right, and that's the same thing with the Native Americans. The Native Americans will literally tell us that you are our half-sisters, that the Philippines are their half-sisters. So their concern is my concern. So we, so we tend to be close my heart is close to the ones whom I know historically. We've been brought together and now we become all from different countries. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, countries is just a, an abstract way of expressing uh, territorial differences that actually don't really express the difference between people. And um, so I, 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 I have a friend from uh, Philippines and uh, she could speak more Spanish but it was really amazing how many things we had in common. So I thought like, well, you could be Mexican. I mean, <laughs> you really could. So really, very nice to see you here, uh, Grace. And, um, uh, you know, sometimes if I see your background that it's purple and yeah, I mean, in my home, you cannot see it at uh, this moment, but I, I had a, 
uh, yellow background and I had all these kind of, of Mexican things. And some people would come in and say like, wow, uh, what's that? <laughs> You're in another world. Um, Grace, well, as you know, this podcast is about burnout. Um, and um, actually most of the audience of our audience is uh, women that um, were really having problems with um, giving enough attention to themselves and uh, dealing with your very busy schedule, family, friends, work, and that are having a burnout or are really wondering how to get out of it. And some other would like just to know uh, what are the signs. So I would really like to begin with that question for you because you are a very experienced healer. Um, what are the signs you think are uh, really clear from an imminent uh, burnout? Yeah, um, women, it's not unusual that, you know, women tend to have that experience because I think by nature, we do so much. And we're just by nature, very giving and very loving and we care so much now, you know, then many times by the time we care for ourselves, then we, we just give too much for other people. So from in my experience and in my observation and also listening to other people's stories, because burnout just doesn't happen overnight. And first day, one could start just like not having, not being able to sleep well. And then they might say, oh, I'm too tired. But then they can't sleep. So that not being able to sleep, if it becomes like more than a week, and then it becomes two weeks, three weeks, that means it's already, your body is already is starting to cry for help or saying something is off. So one should really pay attention how one sleep, okay? Then if it's in the day-to-day, -day in, you know, interaction with other people, if by nature you're not an irritable person and suddenly one day you become irritable, you know, or just anything out of the blue that you're, you know or other people who's close to you know it's not you. And then others say, what happened? I'm just saying this and you took it personal or you start maybe crying or, but the thing is like being irritable. So that could be like, hmm, it's always say, um, maybe, maybe it's not really that moment that you are irritated, but that's just something. So those are very early signs, okay? And another one could be if you're eating much more. I believe for me, it will be much more eating in the morning, okay? Like for breakfast or for lunch, but maybe less in the evening. Because when uh, we're emotional beings as well. So when there's something that's bothering us and burnout, that's a, a could, it may start as a physical symptom, but later on, because in my holistic understanding, every physical symptom has an emotional underlying issue. So when you, when one has that, 
then one could say, okay, then something is really off. So you start noticing that. And of course, eventually, when you know, um, you can make mistakes in, in making your project, whether it's be typographical mistake or like for nurses administering medications or just taking care of your patients. If you are not as sharp as you know you are, and maybe it's like time to say, okay, maybe I'm working too much or giving too much for other people, but am I char recharging myself? Because that's burnout is very common for nurses. And what brought me to United States in 1985 was that was still a big influx of foreign nurses, especially from the Philippines. And that time, there's a lot of burnout that you hear because nurses don't really do self-care much, especially if you work night shift. So one sign is anything out of the blue. So I guess it's good to know yourself. If you know yourself, then you have a baseline, okay? It's just like for um, now, even for dementia patient, clients or patients whom I you know, take care of, they have their baseline, but anything out of their baseline is like time to like, for someone to say, stop, let's see what's going on. So same thing for us. And that's why for me, that pause in a woman's life, that whether it's just be a pause for being quiet, being not with a lot of crowd, and, and those who do that meditation and other thing that they do, but just pausing is a good thing to, to, is a good thing to do, to, to like assess yourself. Am I going to, this road or not it may people may not even be aware that they're going to that unless they know that okay these are early symptoms and so if every situation every disaster i think physical or emotional thing has an early early symptom and if we know that and we can catch that then maybe we can we're better off equipped to do something yeah yeah, very interesting, uh, Grace. Well, actually, I had a really massive uh, burnout. And uh, I mean, that's already more than two years ago, and I'm still having uh, problems with, um, with my health. I mean, it's almost over, but I still have some remaining uh, things. And I can tell you that the Western society uh, really doesn't help in uh, understanding what our baseline is. If you can imagine that, I mean, you, you are a nurse. Um, I was um, somebody working in the sport industry. So uh, most of, many times I even have, was helping people with training. And I mean, it was not my main uh, work, my main job, but I had to train people and I helped them to have a healthy lifestyle. So it was very ironic that someone like me could get a burnout because I'm the one who have to explain them how to be healthy. Um, and, um, but I think uh, one of these, this, um, the biggest problem is that the baseline you 
think it's for yourself sometimes is like copied from someone else and in my experience that was a kind of mistake because every person is different and i saw this in your work we talk about that later that there is no cure for every that is going to work for everybody because everybody is completely different um so it's, it's very powerful what you're saying about uh, recognizing the baseline and the very first signs which i also denied i mean i just thought like well it's just a bad day <laughs> um but tell me grace what do you think um would be an example of if, if there's someone who comes to you and say well grace i think i have a burnout or i'm i'm already having it or i'm almost having it and i really cannot sleep and i am very grouchy and i have no energy it's also a, a sign that you have burnout what would be the first step for you uh, to do? What would you advise for, uh, for at first in instance? If that person is calling me on the phone, because many times that's how they start, right? And they'll say, you know, do you take care of, uh, do you help people with burnout? So I said, yeah, but tell me, tell me more. I, I always like to say, well, tell me more about it. When did it start? You know, so I, always, I like to know when it started and what could be happening when it started and now how are they doing now? And then the, my follow-up question is, what have you been doing? Uh, meaning, what have you been doing to resolve it? So then seeing the picture of where more or less that person became aware of what was happening and then what they're doing then, because I, I, at least I can see what I might suggest, okay? So that initial conversation on the phone uh, or in the email is always good for me, all right? And then for the person, so I said, tell me as much as you want to tell me, okay? Then I'll move from there. Then, uh, then if, there's, there are many symptoms, right? That could be someone could say, oh, I can't really, I don't, I'm not able to get up early or I don't feel like working or just all the symptoms. So out of the many symptoms, I'm, I will ask again, what is it that you most that you like to work on? Because if I don't want to give like a lot of suggestions um, and that the person may not be able to do, but I'll ask them to do, you know, what they want to do with you. So, if they said, okay, I really need to sleep because it's driving me crazy not to be able to sleep. So then I'll help them first with the sleep and by again, asking them, what are you doing? There's house your, then we go back to, because I'm a firm believer with your physical body through nutrition. So then I'll say, what, what's your food and lifestyle? So, you know, food choices and all that. Then I then that's when, after all of that, then I will tell them, look, you can work with me from a distance, or you can come and see me, or um, you can, and I could give you what what exactly would you want to do to, and then I I will tell them that burnout. If it's we start with the physical, then of course the dietary advice will always be there 
then the second one that I will always recommend right now is a combination of those premier supplements that would be good. Because nowadays, it's impossible not to take any good supplement because the soil, the environment is totally different from a hundred years ago. So that will be a combina combination for that. And of course, when if I know that the person, okay, I, I like to know their type of work because if they're always exposed in electromagnetic fields, then even if the person is just sitting down doing all desk work, they could be have a burnout at some point. So that initial conversation is would be good that for that person to just feed me with a lot of things. And if with with the person's conversations and voice or the words that they use, it will give me a hint, an intuitive um, information that what initially I could suggest to them. So it's that's when every person who comes to me, um, I it will be different from what I might say to the other person. Yeah, right. That's that's the the very individual approach you you are very good at. Um, and tell me, Grace, what how uh, from what I've read, uh, what you the, the way you do the the way you work, um, you also emphasize that behavior affects our health. Can you explain me a little bit more about that? In what oh, way this yeah. works? Yeah, and I always remember that from just early teachings from older people in the Philippines. You know how they they always particular to kind when you're misbehaving, um, not necessarily as a child or like when you're acting like when you're a teenager, like as if you you know a lot and you become disrespectful to your parents or grandparents, and then they kind of. Will, or, or to other people, you become, you act like a brat. And they will always tell us, you know, watch out for your behavior because that behavior is not, is a negative behavior. Um, they didn't use, they didn't necessarily use the word negative, but it just said it's not a good behavior. So then eventually that will go back to you. It will not be good. And, at some point, before you know it, the ones that you're acting out on others is the same. You'll experience that for yourself. So um, when, when, when uh, someone really has especially chronic problems, I like to see, I like to know I'll, uh, how that person behaves perhaps in in, in a certain situation, or as in when they have in their relationships or in their families, because that behavior itself eventually will bring some type of illness. Like for example, when someone is always acting like they're afraid, okay? When they're always acting like afraid, fear, and even in Chinese medicine and Ayurvedic medicine, fear will tend to, is, t emotions of fear is connected with the health of the kidneys. Okay, so when I hear, like I heard a friend of mine 
and they said that they have some kidney stones or they have they their kidneys is not working well then i would say other than their lifestyle food habits bad habits addiction whatever you know if they drink or something i wonder how this person behaves okay because if there's so much fear in that person at some point cuz some people can be can do their perfect diet they can be going to all spiritual things but your behavior which is your outward manifestation to others matters a lot and so if that fear if that person is behaving with the underlying fear then our body will not lie it's stored in that so if one wants to be healthy and i i even approach this type of thinking and healing process even for older people so then the family might tell me that you know they uh suddenly they're they're more incontinent or i know i know of a teenager that he was already a teenager but sometimes he still wets the bed okay so like hmm what could this person what could this child be so i always want to have that conversation from the adults or from the client themselves what they about their emotions so okay so the guest that i had yesterday we were talking about that as well so she's so much also into what are your emotions that drives you to do such a thing that makes you choose such food or such friends so i think even the fact that we chose to be broadcasters so it's always good to know why we did it what are our feelings what feelings do we want to impart to others as well well you know you have just mentioned something that is for me a real mystery but just exactly what to say you said it's like something i always have sus suspected look i give training i also give uh, running lessons to people and i have several examples of people that are saying no 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 i'm following your 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 schedule your program and i'm doing everything that the way you said and i'm sleeping well i'm eating well i um have very healthy um um habits but i'm always injured they always have something and it goes from the knee to the hip to the shoulder to the you know everything every time they have something and it's not always related with sport it could be also like one day then just have some problems with a shoulder or the elbow and then sometimes they come back because they have problems with the knee and the ankle and i was saying like this this has to be the origin of this problem has to be somewhere else because this has to end one day you know if you if you have an injury it i know it after some weeks it has to end um so what you are telling me really feels it really resonates with what i've seen it's that well it's somewhere maybe in the way they behave and they create this kind of um um maybe unhealthy uh 
becomes physical symptoms. And it becomes physical. At, uh, yeah, exa exactly. And uh, well, now we're getting more into this matter. Um, I really want you to explain us about um, how does the quantum physics relate to your work as a healer? Um, first, I'd like to say that I agree with what you said, you know, that something, it must be coming from somewhere or some more beyond what, what the person is complaining about. So it's always good to, to hear that. Okay. And uh, before I answer the, the latest question, and I'll just like to say that you're coming from Mexico and I come from the Philippines. Our lineage has a lot of intuitive ways of healing. So if one, 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 when I'm saying about knowing your baseline, I'm not talking only about your baseline physical health. It's good to always have your baseline of spirituality because that will help a person prevent them from burnout. So always, I always have to remember that coming from the Philippines with no family in America, I always have to say, what is my roots that will help me? So the relationship of my quantum, on, in the quantum science with my indigenous science as my nursing science. See, in the quantum science of healing is to make it simple in my understanding is, is an, a healing that recognizes us as lights, as energy beings, and as vibration. And these things really, without using the word quantum, uh, we've heard that all along from our indigenous healers in the Philippines way before. So they've always been a believer that there is something more than our physical body. That's why sometimes it could be um, it could be under, misunderstood as, as a folk medicine or as a superstitious belief. But that superstitious belief has really that underlying science that now quantum science has been doing some research that we are lights. So in that tiny, tiny light of, uh, in our bodies and energies, if we remember that, when we remember that, then we, there's much more, we're much more open to all types of healing. So that, so, it, so that's where I always said, well, I knew this all along as indigenous medicine. And when I became a nurse and I'm doing, you know, other things and nutrition and food, but I, keep always asking, how do I really fit everything from what I know back home and from what I know as a nurse and from what I'm studying now until the quantum science became more and more uh, or, or it became in the mainstream because they've, they've been doing quantum research for a long time, but it wasn't like in the mainstream yet until it became as in the mainstream and part of explaining quantum science was suddenly explaining energy medicine, homeopathic medicine. So see, it's the science that proves that indigenous practices, ancient practices were really science. So that's how I, you know, that, that's, that's 
what brought the quantum physics, the quantum science to my world of healing. And, and then because it's so tiny, that also always reminds me to remind people and to invite people that sometimes a little something of your behavior or a little something of what you take could be as powerful as that's all that you might need to change your entire life. Like, like our mindset. So who would be before, now my mindset is a buzzword, it's a popular word, okay? But many people before, before all this mind, body, talk, medicine, and quantum science, you know, talk, they, they were not thinking about that, okay, your thoughts really will help you or might destroy you. <laughs> okay, yeah. Or even destroy you. Yeah, and, 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 and can you give me a, an example of someone, maybe a case you, you have um, treated a person um, that you think, well, this, this was really a case where I used everything I know about quantum physics and the way you were using it to heal this person? Uh, one, one, one case, one situation that I have is, um, let's just say, let me, let me bring my personal experience. Okay. So, so the, I know a lot of other um, things that I do already of all alternative things. So that's why, and knowing all of this, doing all of that from yoga to exercise to dance can even give you a burnout. <laughs> that, was, that was my way of burnout, okay? Because in my way of protecting myself from being burnout in ICU, because, you know, I, you work, it's easy to do so many overtime as a nurse. So, and I was conscious already to do my self-care. So I occupy my days off with activities that I will know it's good for me. It says it's good for me. But when you're doing too much of everything and you don't pause, it's, that's also not good. That's why I said, you know, all the adding a lot of things, filling in the blanks, and then you just keep working. You do do all that routine can give you that burnout. So you you I take keep taking different. I I do my best in terms of food, juice, raw juice, green juice, everything that, and I will have suddenly I develop like a chronic, chronic um, leg pain, uh, ankle. And crying because, and I, I give, I blame it on my dancing because I love to dance. And one of the, my favorite dances is Argentine tango. And in Argentine tango, <laughs> you, you pivot a lot on your left foot. Remember, as a woman, you pivot a lot. So, you know, so you took care of that. So I did everything, but not, um, it, it seems like it's always, with me it's not going anywhere and then i travel when i travel um, even if i eat the healthiest food i will have sometimes i will start to have uh, stomach pain or i get nauseated so in my mind 
come I'm eating the best and yet I have this problem. So something is not quite right. Okay. Until I was I got introduced to attending a a quantum reflex analysis seminar and that's when I Oh, first, first, actually, I was introduced, but I could not attend. And there's level one, level two, level three. But then the person who introduced me gave me the book. And in the book, I kept looking at it. I said, I like this. I think this is resonating to me that each person is different from the other person. So you can't just say, here's an apple. This is good for you. Here's an apple, this is good for you, both apples. That's why I said, okay, this is making sense to me. So then, then of course, that you can test it. So once I, so my, 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 my friend convinced, convinced the trainer to let me attend the second level without passing the first one. But because she said she can't come to the first, but she promised she will review the first. So, and he said, no, she, she's easily trained. She knows some of this already, but she just can't come. So when I did that and I finished my training and I'm making the story short that because of knowing on, about the way the quantum science works, through quantum reflex analysis, which is a semi-kinesiological testing, then I started to say, okay, so these supplements, how many of this exactly is for me? I can test it. Because it may be, for me, it may be X amount of digestive supplements, and for you, it may be different. Now, there's always a difference with, uh, because of the physical in the, our age and our size, but energy-wise, there will be a difference as well. So it, from doing all of this and then protecting myself, including, that includes what, everything that I wear, I test them. And then I, beca- I, I rarely get sick when I'm traveling anymore. You know, so that's for me is a, a change. And then my left leg is getting better because now I'm working with another quantum reflex analysis practitioners using a Tesla machine, okay? So all of this, like, so I'm like my own experiment for, for what I would say and what I would recommend to others. Wow. But tell me more about this quantum reflex analysis because I think many people who are listening right now don't have a clue. Well, how does a, a test, what this kind of test looks like? Can you give us a, an explanation? Okay, so the, the QRA itself um, was uh, designed and created by uh, scientists and they tested it in an, a lot of cases already scientifically. But then the one who popularized it is Dr. Marshall. And it is the, the kinesiology has been there for a long time, right? That, that our fingers and hands are highly concentrated with 
um, our ner ner nerves, our neurons that connects to the rest of our energy field, the rest of the field outside, even our own energy field. And that because we're really energy, so we didn't have to just depend on physical body through lab works. Having blood work is good, but that's physical. But we have to go beyond that blood work and the, doing that quantum reflex analysis. It's an O, it's called as O-ring test. So like the two fingers, one of your fingers together with your thumb, they test it and you get a baseline again. The practitioner who knows will get a baseline. And if it breaks, that means you're weak. So if I say, if I say my name is Grace and I'm pulling it and it's strong, I'm telling the truth. So it's also about truth. And I say, my name is Gabriela. So my name is Grace. I'm doing it and it's not a muscle testing. It's an energy test because I'm not even doing strong. I'm just saying, my name is Grace. My name is Gabriella. My name is Grace. My name is Gabriella. Today is, you know, what's today? July. Today's July. Today's July. Today's August. So, and when you have this, even when you're shopping for food, you can, you can determine which of the organic foods may be good for you or not. Because that being organic doesn't mean it's all good. Okay. So then you combine that with different points from your body, acupuncture points or acupressure points. So now the ancient points of Chinese medicine that goes from your head down all over your body and you test that. So for the one who's not sleeping well, we test it on the on the deep sleep points behind the ear. So with two fingers, you put that on certain spot, okay? So it's in certain spots. So this is the, called the GV20 and the pituitary. And for women, it never fails. Most of us fail in our thyroid point, which mostly basically is for us, hormone thyroid health, Parathyroid is an underlying thing for burnout. So, and that's will never be tested in Western medicine until you're already burned out. Maybe they'll take care of you, but before that. So that's the beauty of the quantum reflex analysis, testing you from head to toe, because before you become sick, it's, you'll, you'll see some weak points. So like when I was talking about the, uh, the, the kidney point, so you go to, you know, the kidney to the, at the back. So you put two fingers, always two, two fingers, and then someone is testing you. It's, you. it's not easy to do it on your own. You need someone to do it for you. Now, the question is, what if the person that they're testing is weak? You could have a surrogate. A surrogate because energy travels. And that's, it really proves that energy travels. You know how sometimes you're with someone and you feel a little off with that person. The person didn't do anything to you, but just something a little off. So maybe your energy field of that person is entangling with you and it's not that good. So you, you either can avoid that person. And if you cannot avoid that person, then you can 
do some protective tools for you or protective affirmations that you will not be off with that person. So that's what, you know, you bring it to all different points, different organs for your heart organ, stomach, colon. Um, so, and most of us tend to have parasites because if we keep some, keep eating leftover food that sometimes we like to eat more than, you know, that sits in the refrigerator, those are underlying um, pollutants in those food. So, so it's, it's a combination of the acupressure, acupuncture points, then with the semi-kinesiological testing, which is an O-ring. And there's, a, there's not a lot of people who do it, but it, it exists around the world. Okay, so I'm sure now that you, we had a conversation with this, maybe if you Google QRA, maybe someone in Netherlands will be, is doing it. Although I haven't met someone because you're from Netherlands, but we, you used to have a quantum summit every two years. And so I will meet people from different countries, but it's concentrated in United States. And you, the ones who seek such, such um, intervention or such treatment are the ones who are just, they can't, uh, they can't get treatment. Also, you asked me about a client. So like this lady, ever since she delivered her child and they nick something in her uterus, uh, not uterus, a uh, part of her, um, part of her bladder got nicked. So ever since she had that baby, she has constant urinary tract infection all the time. So she just keeps going on antibiotics, 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 right? Her mother used to listen to Dr. Marshall on the radio. So then when, but her mother died already, but she remembers Dr. Marshall and Dr. Marshall will always talk about, you know, when you have that constant problem already, then you really have to look for a QRA practitioner. So then, so when she called the company, then that's when she met me. And so I helped her, we did the test. And then I gave her after the test, that's when we recommend the best supplements and other affirmation things and other things that she should do. And she did, she, she got better. She, she, she came back for more supplies, but she said, I, she, she felt so much better. We did, we did, we, we did more than the supplements. We, we did what we call mud packing. Because what happens is when you go, for women especially, we're prone to what we call interference field. Because we deliver a baby, interference field is like a disconnection of your energy. It's like, you know how when you have a transistor radio and suddenly your transistor is making some awful sound because there's a disconnect. So our body's like that. We're like transmitters. Or when you're driving under the bridge or you're listening to a radio, you pass by a bridge and then there's no sound. That's an interference field, okay? Now women, when I say women tends to have that because we deliver the baby, <laughs> we have all our menstrual period before, 
So, you know, other than vaccines, earring points. So there's a lot of sources or causes for an interference field, but for women is usually delivering a baby. Most women will tend eventually in their later years will have a problem on their left leg. They may have a little swelling there and the doctors don't know why it's swelling. They, if the person claims that they have a good diet and suddenly there's a swelling, they may be treated with a diuretic, but it just keeps coming back. And that's an interference field. So that, those are conditions where you need to go to a, a good QRA practitioner who can help you identify where the energy is blocking you from getting better. Yeah. So they could still take the diuretic in the future, but now the diuretic will, will be more effective. Wow. That's, uh, yeah, well, I, I actually Googled it because I have heard it. Uh, I know someone who uh, um, works with another kind of testing, but it's also energy testing, actually. Um, so I quite understood how, but I didn't know that about the ring that it was with, with the fingers. So uh, but now it's really clear to me. And um, so I guess that um, the best thing is to test energies when you are you can see each other when, when you can make it live you know I mean of, can you do this also through the internet I guess that's a little bit difficult it, it's challenging but it can happen you know it can happen with good intention and preparation it can happen just like the people who are gifted in doing remote viewing and remote healing so those are just what quantum physics has proven that they're not just like uh, paranormal things or they're not abnormal. They're really normal part of our, part of our lives, part of the environment. Yeah. So that, that's quite, that's possible. That's possible. Okay. But you need an assistant, you know, for the testing, you need one person who helps with testing the rate well, or if it's, if it's from a distance, so that means it's just between the person you know from a distance and me so then there is no i i will do the testing on my own by saying you know saying the words or saying that in the kidneys you know if you're ill so i might say gabriella's kidneys so i might test that gabriella's heart i might test that okay because we've i've even we've even experienced that sometimes we run out of so when we test certain supplements, if we don't have it, because we, we run, it's not in the kit or someone is using it, and we just say the words of that, the name. But that, and this is now when words are powerful also. We just say those words, and then it will, it will be, it will, through the testing, it will reflect if it's good for you or not. It's, and it's amazing, when you're around I, um, if the COVID quarantine didn't happen, we tend to gather every two months with other practitioners and we keep learning from each other, testing each other. And it's so fascinating in, in when others can have developed their own way of even just, you're just saying words and, and then it, it shows you already which one is weak or not. Yeah. Wow. And that's when like, the same thing as, if I have to, 
this is maybe out of your question, but even when you do your business card, so even when you, I said you look, my, did my logo, so I test that, okay? So if someone brings me to the table and sends me the picture, then I could test that for that person. Wow, okay, here we go. So, okay, so now we know about the uh, quantum reflex uh, assessment, let's say. Um, yeah. Tell me something about the Filipino Hilot healing. Am I pronouncing it well? Hilot. Hilot, Hilot, sorry. Yeah, right. yeah, tell me, tell me, it sounds very interesting. <laughs> yeah, I'm, and it is, it is not, it is similar to what you have in Mexico. You know, you're the type. So the hilot word, the word hilot is both a noun, uh, a noun, a noun to describe a certain type of healing, which is their hands-on massage. Okay, but it's also referred to as a title, as a title for someone who does healing. But in their in the in the in the hilot in the Philippine hilot. Again, um, it could be, let's see, curandera. Yeah, yes, okay. I know. Yeah. So it's kind of, yeah, yeah. So the helot, they know that the helot will touch you. The helot will use herbs. The helot will use rituals. The helot will, so rituals that includes prayers and oracion. Okay, so they, they will do that. Um, then the curandera, and the, we also have like herbolario, similar, some, still the Spanish word, right? So we, we still use that. So in the hilot, the Philippine hilot, it's like when I was growing up, um, that's like our first, first aid treatment for practically just about anything. We, we, they do the massage. So all the points on your body also the same that reminds me of the same thing that was in the you know in the books in Chinese medicine on all those Ayurvedic way of massage. The only thing that the Filipinos didn't do is we didn't get a chance to preserve that in a written word or in the books. Okay, but it is about using your hands, using your energy, using nature's resources from food to food um, environment and also the uh, using, um, using, we call it amulet. So, and it, it's even funny, that's why I resonated to quantum things because I said, you called it quantum things like this one. Well, we called it amulet, you know, you, the things that you wear that protects you. So I said, oh, we call that anting anting. So that's kind of part of what a healer does, what a helot does. Okay, so the helot, and that could be that hands-on or of just one treatment, but a helot could be, could, uh, could be a lot of a variety of modalities that one healer does. Okay, and now explain me something. I know you are well. You're a nurse. You have you 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 went to school and you were working actually with just the 
normal, regular public system. And how can you unite both worlds? Yeah, yeah it's, it's like completely different. How, how, you, how can you do that? I like that question a lot because I myself asked that. <laughs> I asked that on myself. I said, whoa, I'm right here, especially when I came to America already, because now, you know, it's a lot of regulations already, right? In, in, the, in the hospital. I, but I keep saying, how am I going? And, and once, once you know something that's really important, and good and it resonates to your being it's it's not easy to just let go of it in any situation so in in how how i do that is i just keep remembering that there's a place for it okay so when i let's start when i was in um, in in new york and i was in an in icu yet but i'm i'm in the step down unit where it was the it was the, the time where AIDS was very rampant, rampant, okay? So, and also when you just come to United States during my time, and maybe it's still, they still do it. If you come from a different country, being a nurse, they, they test you for your stool, okay? So then most of us will turn out to have amoeba. So then they prescribe you. So um, while I'm doing that, they, I took my prescription. And, but I know I, my body likes herbs. So I went to an herbologist, an American herbologist, who prescribed me certain herbs to take for the whole month, it, the same period that the, my, my, anti, my anti-amoeba medication was prescribed. Then after I did that and I had my stool exam, everything was negative. So having that experience always helped me that wherever I am, I could always incorporate what I believe and what I experienced that's good for me and might be good for others. So I'm, I'm right there in the regular uh, hospital. But in ICU, even it's more fascinating. That's why I ask myself, who, what, why do I, why do I want to always be here? And something might be wrong with me that I want all this critical action. And you know, that then I tell myself, if I'm not here, then I can make a difference while I'm here in this regular traditional Western medicine service. I could make a difference. And how did I make a difference is by just showing them my lifestyle and sharing them what I know. When I say doing my lifestyle, I will bring my own thermals with certain herbs. And when I eat, they see what I eat. When I, when I be present, when I'm present, so I really be present with, with, with you know, clients, with patients. And when I can use my essential oils, because no one told me not to use it. So I, I circumvent, I like finding ways to use it. just about anything that I know might be different from the standard. As long as they don't, I don't need a permission. At one point I was trying to get a permission so I could do a music therapy 
uh, that I, they didn't tell me I cannot do it, but they, I didn't get a chance to fully bring it to a outside ICU. So I was just doing it within ICU, especially when they started to put computer in every room. And I realized there's a place where I could put a disc. <laughs> then I brought my disc of music. And then so I play it there. And that's when some doctors say, where is that music coming from? So they said, from over there. And then depends if, they, if the patients may be older. So I find some music that I know they would like. And they do. I, you know, in, with you keep using your intuition. Your intuition will keep leading you to, to the right approach and for the right intention. Uh, so it's just really when you know why, as we've learned, knowing why you do something will always keep us be persistent and consistent and pursue, pursue that what's passion we like and to share it to others. And one example again in ICU is a lot of doctors, they're, they're burnout too, you know? So, and they're all coming from different cultures. And I said earlier that I like to ask questions. So I will ask these questions from these doctors how they become interested to be a doctor and some and what they're I will always ask them what are your plans in the future and I like it when they they plan big for themselves and they plan to have their own practice because I always like to say yeah have your own practice have your own practice because I know it's it's very controlled practice so but if you have your own practice maybe they have a little bit more freedom so while while I'm talking to them then they see me bring some herbs for me and uh, so and other things. So I will usually tell them, let me, and they like to try it. They said, you want me to make you some tea and I'll, you want my tea, same thing. She said, sure. Or if they're going to eat, I will tell them, this is from my garden, my herbs. So do you want if you can put in there? So they like that as if someone is taking care of them. So I tell them, I'm gonna take care of you but so you can take care of the patients. So that was my way of influencing them to at least think a little bit bigger from what they're getting their training. So, so back again to my, to my thought that how I make it in every situation is just knowing what you have in your hand, your authentic, talent, I believe, your authentic intuition, and what you, not just a belief, but your experience, because belief, beliefs can change, but it's your experience that you have to remember, and if the experiences of your beliefs are beneficial to you through your behavior, then that means you're on the right track, because you can have all beliefs and, every, and, and other things, that may be so good, but if your behavior doesn't bring happiness to others or harmony in your situation, then I think we have to set aside some beliefs, some practices and stop again and say, okay, maybe, you know, like, because with, with what I'm saying and practicing, I can easily control 
be controlling and say, I want you all to follow me this way. I can easily say that because that's my experience. But then I, I put myself on hold like, okay, that person might experience it differently. So it's to it's is one's journey. I, okay. It's like we were talking, we had a conversation last time with another colleague in podcasting and we talk about karma, you know, so karma is just so everyone will have their own karma, which is just a product of your thoughts and actions and beliefs. And you mentioned about those people you coach or you, you help and they have that problem of being physically sick. And that, that's also a common story of, I know someone who is always having some accidents. I mean, literally accidents. So why are you attracting accident? And so again, that goes back to some, some, something in your mind, in your spirit, and it could go back to past, past life. <laughs> If one believes in the past life, we could go back there because we're energy. We don't, we, we don't, we'll, it just, we transform, but we're just energy. And our, this life is just one precious experience. Well, you know, you're, you're the, the, the interesting thing about this, you know, my father is a physician. He's 84 and he's still working. And yeah, yeah when he retired from his normal, regular work uh he he went on with working uh at home in very different scenario you know with all the kinds of, of patients he was a pediatrician and now he works more with immunology immunology and um but what i see you know is that, that you have this um world with all kinds of protocols that are written according to certain rules that that they are part of another paradigm in medicine. And then you have what you're talking about. What for many people is very abstract is like, I don't understand it so well. There are not so many people talking about it. So they avoid sometimes the conversation. And when you come to this point, you say, well, we are all energy and well, we actually might always exist just with you know, different shape. Well, that's the moment where people just hang up. <laughs> they don't want to talk to you anymore. And they feel like, well, this is going too far. And just give me my pills, my, you know, my pain, well, something for my head or for my knee or whatever. And, and that's it. So it, it's very interesting because um, uh, it happened to me also um, uh, many years ago. I went for a problem with my back that didn't go away. Just it was like three years of pain in my lower back and my um uh the physiotherapist just asked me well he said actually you look your x-ray says you have a kind of little problem here but i really have dared to tell you that this is not the problem because it's already three years so you just might have to think that is somewhere else and just uh, psychosomatic it's coming out it's somewhere else so I thought like, well, maybe, but I don't know where. So I, I, I did my own uh, work, internal work, thinking and examining when, why I had the pain, when it was less, when it was more. And um, 
And I finally found a solution for my, my back pain, which, which is actually gone since then. And uh, so my father told me, you know, there are some things that are there and has been always there, like a kind of standard knowledge. And people who are getting better from it, stay with it. And some people that don't find any answer anywhere, they go and look further. So, uh, and that, then you come, you know, yeah. you, you look for people like you who, who can really yeah. actually take them somewhere else. Um, so really great knowledge, really great knowledge. Um, before I really forget, I really want to know about your book because you wrote a book. Oh, so. <laughs> yeah, you also wrote a book. So please explain me. What's the book about? For whom is this book? Um. In my practice, I always want to pay respect to my family and my heritage. So I said to myself, I have something precious in my hand that helped me go through my transition and difficulties in the United States, and that's doing HELOT. Okay, so that's why I said, if I have to write something, it will be in their honor, and I will dedicate it to them. So that that the book and that at that time my son was still small, and you know when they're still small they're still with you. So I was able to take a lot of pictures of the different things that I do with with clients, and so the the book is in the middle of the book are all photos, photographic um, positions of how to do massage. And it's 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 a base right now. Of that that book is in the middle is an introduction for Thai massage. Because why Thai massage? Because I see that there's a lot of similarities on the Thai massage to the Filipino helot. And since we didn't have that written form for the Filipino helot, so I resonated to the Thai massage, and so. A lot of in the middle are old pictures that, and I designed it, the book in such a way that ordinary people that then they don't have to be um, professionals in doing mas massage or they don't have to be health practitioners, but can use it. Thinking again that back home, Almost every family has someone who knows how to do hilot or the, someone knows how to do the massage. So the, that's, the main, that's the main meat of the book. But in between, I sandwich it with uh, certain principles, a little history of the Philippine healing arts, and I connected it to other indigenous healing. And at the end, I placed a few of my three recipes, food recipes, that's again, similar to the Thai culture, and then a few of my poetry. Because for me, um, expressing through words is, is still part of healing, and I encourage people to do that. So that's the, that's, the, that's the main description of that book. So it's, it's a good book for those who are just want to see more what the Philippine healing arts is all about and what can, how they can 
in fact, incorporate things? And how can they do their, a book on their own in the future and just be inspired to do something in honor of their family? So that's great book. Nice. Yeah. And um, Grace, just uh, tell me if, um, let's say, if I would be someone listening to you and I think, well, I'm um, having still some problems with burnout, even myself, I mean, I still have some problems. Um, what would you advise me just to get better? And uh, I mean, everything from maybe nutrition to uh, healthy habits. Uh, tell me, what, what would be your advice? Yeah. Yeah, the food is always good to start with. You know, any good food. Well, sugar is known to really bring you down. So any refined sugar. And that includes refined flour. Okay, so that will always bring you down. So to limit that is always a good thing. And oil, all refined oil for me, eventually will cause inflammation in your body. And when you have inflammation on your body, so that's always, again, you know, you're working against the wellness for your body. So when it comes to nutrition, if there are two things that I'd like to advise when you are feeling burnout already, avoid all that sugar. If you cannot, I know sweet things are delicious, but there are so many options right now that you can use, you know, so many alternatives. And if one doesn't, so many information in the computer. But if one doesn't know, always find someone to help you with that. And definitely make sure you address right away if you're not sleeping well. Now, when I say sleeping well, you have to wake up, or you have to be able to fall asleep nicely. If you have to wake up in the middle, not more than two times, more than two times will put your adrenals into more challenge. And that's what you call adrenal stress already. Okay, so, you, and then what quality of sleep is when you wake up and you're, you feel energetic. You don't feel like you're feeling lazy or you're feeling you're down. You feel up, you feel happy that you woke up. So, to address that, it's already, it's very helpful so that you can keep working on your not getting out of that rut of being burnout. Okay, so that's, and um, I, I say, I also like to, I, I, in my experience, and in, there's a lot of studies there that you got to keep moving and say, if I know I wish I will have an hour, two hours. It feels so good when someone will say they worked out for two hours and, you know, it feels so good. You know, they look so good. But most of our lifestyle are, or our life situations do not allow that us to have that. So for me, 10 minutes of movement is good. In the middle of the day, find another activity that you can move. Okay, and so if, if you see yourself sitting a lot, there's always a way to move. Whether you have uh, your own machine or you just walk around outside or you keep 
doing some bouncing exercises with your tippy toes, you know, that's also good. Or anything, just keep moving your body. Um, so move, move, move. Of course, we have, we're meant to move. And if we're meant to move, it could be, you could think of it as part of regeneration of your blood circulation, your immune system, your hormones all working together. Or you could think of it as a detoxification of your toxic experience as being burned out. So that movement, that, you know, that eating well, hydrating, and yep, water, if nothing else, water, 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 water. You cannot underestimate that water. Again, our, we, are, we are closer to the water element. So a lot of your 80% water, so we have that. And when you, see, just like, and if you think you're doing all of this already, maybe the best thing is to write things down. If you are a person who doesn't reject writing, at least do it for one week. Journal something for one week. And then you can see what's actually going on with you. And then you can kind of revise what you wanted to do. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So writing as a kind of detoxication from your uh, yeah. thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. And then you'll see, you'll see if, if, you, if we don't see what others may see, maybe in our writing will, it will reflect on us. Sometimes when I'm cleaning up and I see all this writing said I did, sometimes I'll say, oh my God, did I write this? <laughs> I'm like, whoa, I wrote this? <laughs> and then one time, really, I'm telling you, I do, I do a lot of things that for me, to, for about energies or, or, or the writing, drawing. And at one time, really, I wrote that book. I mean, I, I made a cover magazine. I said, this is a cover magazine. This is my book. I'm, I'm in the cover magazine. <laughs> That's what I say, right? Put there. Then I clean, I clean. Many years passed by. Then I, I found it. And actually, two weeks before that, my, the college where I took my master's degree invited me already <laughs> to be interviewed and to put my book in. <laughs> put my cover of my book in that magazine. So you see, I said, whoa, it works. <laughs> so I'm going to write. So, so who knows what I might find in cleaning that I wrote that I now I'm doing all this podcasting and I'm talking to you. <laughs> so it's just, you, you will amaze yourself. So, and yep. And that saying, fake it. Fake it till you make it is always good. Keep that in mind. Fake it till you make it. So what you want, if you really want it that hard to get out of the rut, just say you want it that hard. And don't even use the word will, will, will the will or the future tense, right? They said you have to say it in the present tense. Say it in the present tense. Do all your drawing. Put all your mag picture there like you're out of the rut and look at it every single day until you get tired of it and you forgot where it is and it's suddenly you clean it and then you say that you're you're healed you're healed by your own own passion and determination 
<laughs> great. And, and tell me, Grace, well, you have this podcast. What are your plans with it? Oh, I've, I want to be as, as good as everyone else, <laughs> you know? as meaningful as everyone else, like you and me and others who mean, who sincerely mean well to provide that, I call it a sacred space a sacred space for people to share experiences that will add values and impact. So if, if others can do it, I, they're just ahead of me, ahead of me. So I just have to pursue and pursue because what else could I do that's more meaningful than doing that? So I, I can see thousands as long as others are willing to express themselves because I think many wants to have that space and 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 then a, a community community not just for my audience but the community of podcasters like you you know that so it's it's like a, the beautiful thing is wherever we are from around the whole globe then we feel so close when we could see each other's faces hear each other's voice and then what we're talking is doesn't just i say it just doesn't go up in the air for nowhere, now others can hear it. So it becomes like, okay, if it's enjoyable and meaningful for us, then if so be it for others. So that's the podcast. And hopefully, um, you know, um, I like to, I was thinking of doing some ebook perhaps through the, you know, that I can do through the podcast. And, and, what, and I had a good conversation with someone from the Philippines, the other, last night so and he, he was an energy healer and I had that aha moment that I think I would like him to create a class or whatever module he has and I like to help him I like to help him promote that so anyone who has something to share outside the mainstream because the mainstream they take the mainstream media already you know everyone knows what pharmaceutical drug is you know popular you know so that's they have their own space so anyone who is not getting as, uh, enough space to share to other people whether locally or in their in their own area or around the globe i welcome them i tell them whoever refer me to anyone, refer my, refer my podcast. And it did happen to one, one doctor. And he said, Hey, take this other doctor. I said, sure. Then, okay. So I like, I like, so it's all about connectivity, right? So I like to think of our podcast. Now I like to think it like the mushroom, you know, the mushroom mycelium, they grow all over every space of our foot is all over. And that's really like the neurons in our body. So there's a communication. So, and in my book, I said about the roots of a tree, that we may just imagine the roots of a tree as, we can't imagine how those roots go all over. So my root of my tree from the Philippines might be, going to another country in Mexico. So for me, that's how I imagine all our connection. And that's mushroom connection too. So that's us, okay? So it's just network, network, all those uh, 
neurons that will connect is just like the mushrooms that they get. And the mushroom, out of a rotten thing, comes a nutritious, delicious mushroom. So it's okay to begin a, not a very good production, perhaps, of a podcast, but I think we're doing so great, <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, so good. Yeah. That's how it is, you know, that's that mushroom tea. So that's the podcast that I imagine. I love the idea. And uh, well, Grace, uh, we'll keep in touch. I think uh, there are yeah. so many other things we could talk about. Mm -hmm. um, so I think uh, I might invite you another time to keep on talking about uh, the quantum physics and uh, healing. And uh, for now, I really want to thank you a lot for your time. It has been an amazing journey. I have understood many things I already thought I uh, was kind of understanding. <laughs> now they're more clear to me. And um, <laughs> for all the people that are listening, I, uh, all your information will be in the description of the podcast, also the links to your book and your podcast as well. So if people want to follow you and want to, to uh, uh, reach out to you, um, well, they can. Um, it's very easy to find you, actually. <laughs> <laughs> it's really very easy to find you. Oh, talking about that, yeah, talking about that five years ago, someone, a classmate of mine from elementary, so I asked her, how'd you find me? I googled your name and there's your phone number. <laughs> so, and so we met in New York, see? That's why when someone tells me on Facebook, invite me, I said, maybe you should invite me because there are so many names like yours maybe and i will get so confused so i said invite me <laughs> thank yeah. you well it's, it's really very easy to find you and uh, anyway all the description will be the ultimate all the information will be in the description and i want to thank you very much for your time and well we'll be speaking uh soon to each other uh, thank you gabriella and you're such a nice and powerful host so I wish you always the best as well. And yep, this podcast will be your healing journey for not being burned out. <laughs> okay. Great. Yeah, it will. It will. <laughs> Thank you. Thank Give you. so much energy. Thank you.